Christ, you people suck. Wow. Marine on a Episode number 277 for November 5th, 2012, in the thick of the mix of the crazy holiday nutty season. Oh, with us this week we have Bizarro Khan. Greetings, programs. I trust everybody can see that picture. I know Dave okay. and Drew can. Can you, Ryan? Yes. That is that picture every week, man, every week. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but also with we have the Wombat. Hello. Was, uh, uh, we also have uh, Drew. Drew's with us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. And finally we have Mr. Dave. How's it going? Yeah, we saved a question for you. I know. I was listening to that in the car, and I'm dying to know. All right. I've, I've got to find it. I know it's on here somewhere. Don't ruin it. I won't ruin it. Oh, there, there it is. Okay. I got it. Just want to make sure. But uh, we'll get this party started right now with a little Gambus Con flavor fondling. Yes. Yeah. Put that Already. in your pipe. Smoke it. What the f- Let me see. That? Sound like a, <laughs> sound like a cat in heat or something. I don't even know. Uh, that, that was not me. <laughs> what you do in like your own home is your business, man. Sound like somebody let one slip. <laughs> Somebody's baking brownies. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely was not me, though. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh-huh. So what you following besides the can of beans this week? <sighs> um, let's see here. Um, uh, of course, I um, played a little bit more of um, He-Man for iOS. He-Man. He-Man. Yeah, on, on, the, uh, on the iPhone and... Uh, uh, despite it having probably some of the best controls that you can get away with having touch control on a 2D side-scrolling action hack-and-slash game. Jesus, how um, many subtitles does this game have? I know, I know. Tell me about it. But, um, it's a fucking Vigi game. Despite yeah. it having really good controls, I still get irritated when I have to turn around real quickly because they start throwing enemies behind you and you have to turn turn around real quickly. But uh, your left thumb is kind of covering up that part of the screen. So kind of sucks. And on top of that, I found that even if I lifted my thumb and put it in a higher position, that even when I do see them, for some reason... I just can't do the left swipe 
with my thumb quick enough. Somebody please segment that audio and make it something awesome. Yes. Sometimes when I lift my thumb, I can't left swipe him. Okay. <laughs> Wrong choice of words. Yep. Yeah, run with it. Um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a cool game, but, you know, I know there's some other controller um, options out there, but... Well, the one that I reviewed wouldn't work with it anyway. Okay, because um, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw the review. I'm just like, ah, really? Yeah, support for five games. That's worth it. Yeah, that's completely useless. For eighty dollars, that's totally worth it. Not to mention it. It it reminds me of one of those old uh, PC controllers, like the Gravis pads, way back in the day that were poorly designed and felt really cheap. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those for eighty bucks. Mm. Live with that. Stupid. Super. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, besides playing He-Man on the mm-hmm. iPhone, I, uh, I've i been playing a lot of Vita this week. Well, yeah, I would hope so, considering I shipped you that game. Yeah. A lot of Vita. 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 And uh, it's, it's between two games. Uh, one one I'm doing a review for, and one that that I that I'm not. Uh, the one that I'm not doing a review for that I picked up this week uh, was Ragnarok Odyssey. Ooh, you and Wombat can talk about that game. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's up? Um. So... <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm interested to hear because I'm reading nothing but great things about it. So. Really? Yeah. No, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> yeah, really, that's not what I've played. <laughs> no, I just I haven't been reading nothing but great things about it. In fact, uh, I think Metacritic is sitting in the mid seventies. So really, because the two reviews I read were nines, mm-hmm. which was that was what kind of like like it put my finger on the trigger of buying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, I, okay, I'll let you I'll let you go because I'm interested. Um. I really like it. I think it's awesome. Um, is it as deep as Monster Hunter? Uh, no, but um, it's really fun. I, I I must admit, though, I have yet to play this online. I've been playing it single player for the few hours that I've played it. Um, but I can tell you that it, it was better than the first... Um, PSP, PSP. Uh, Fantasy Star Portable game. I, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that it's it's better than that game. I, I, I did not play the second Fantasy Star Portable game for the PSP, PSP. but but um, this game Ragnarok Ragnarok Odyssey. It's I mean if I have to describe it, it'd be a a casual um, Monster Hunter. It, it's, it's not nearly as deep. It's not nearly as difficult, but it is. Um, it, it's 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 much easier to pick up and play, um, and uh, I really I really like it. I think it's really cool. It's uh, it, it, it has a much quicker pace than uh, Monster Hunter. Um, it it reminds me a lot 
of uh, Fantasy Star Online proper. Um, I've been just doing the first few quests, um, just building up money and supplies. Um, I, I have yet to face any major bosses. I'm still I'm still at the beginning, even though I put a few hours into it. But uh, what I've played so far, um, I really like it. So, what what do you think, Wombat? Um, I I don't necessarily disagree on most of your points. Um, I the here's the thing to me is it um, the thing about Monster Hunter, what the driving force behind Monster Hunter, the reason you go out and you do all the stuff that you do, uh huh, is because there's a degree, there's a really high degree of strategy that's involved in taking down the big monsters. So yeah. you you keep playing it over and over again because you need to upgrade your equipment, you need to do this, you need to do that, and there's always, anytime you die in Monster Hunter, you're always like, man, if I would have done this differently or this differently, or if I would have prepared or used this trap or done that kind of stuff, the uh, I wouldn't have died. You don't really have that with this game. Yeah. Um, the Even the larger enemies that you fight, it, it's not necessarily about strategy as much. Um so, I don't know, it kind of loses some of what Monster Hunter has. I think Fantasy Star is probably a much better um, comparison than uh, than Monster Hunter. The, the It's just weird, um, I guess, is, is the best way for me to put it. Because at first glance, when you look at it, it seems like it would be a go out, kill the same enemies over and over again, which is a big part of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um to grind for experience so you can level your guy up and to grind for loot so you can, you know, get better armor and, you know, bigger weapons, better weapons. And it's really not that. Um, there's no experience whatsoever. There's There are no experience points, so there's no leveling up. Um, now, every time you finish a series of, of quests, um, you do get kind of a, a little bit of an increase to all your stats. So I guess that's kind of like leveling up. Um, but it, it comes at the end of quest series, not by gathering experience by killing enemies. Um, what you get from killing enemies is a bunch of little loot, I guess, quote-unquote, for lack of a better term. Yeah. But um, all that loot pretty much is used for is either refining your weapons or refining different items to, to make them better. Uh, to upgrade them. There's not a lot of, hey, I found this really awesome weapon that replaces the one that I had, or I found this really awesome armor that replaces what I had. Um, it's not like that. It's a lot different. So, um, I don't know. I would suggest to people that if they are big fans of Fantasy Star and they're big fans of Monster Hunter, both, that they should probably check it out. But, it also kind of depends, I think, on your play style for games like this. Because mm-hmm. if you're the type of person with your Vita that is le- that legitimately uses it as a portable system and you only have 10 or 15 minutes to a half hour at a time to play it, I think you'll have a lot of fun with it because it's kind of built for that. Yeah. If you're going to sit down and play it for hours on end, you're going to get burnt out really quick. Um, because just like Fantasy Star, just like Monster Hunter, it's a lot of repetitive environments repetitive small enemies 
Um, so if you're playing it hours and hours and hours on end, you're probably going to get bored with it really quick. I hmm. would say. That's interesting. That's, uh, I don't know, everybody was talking about it like it was like one of the best Vita games that's come out. And granted, these are just the reviews that I read. Yeah, but... and it's, I don't want to sound like I think it sucks, because I definitely don't. It's fun. <clears throat> it's just easy to get burnt out on, and it doesn't really have the same kind of hook that some of the other games that are like it have. Yeah, that would kind of bother me that you don't necessarily get traditional loot and XP, because that's kind of what makes you keep playing those games. Especially if it's a role-playing game where you don't level up. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of weird. At least not in the traditional weird, sense. Yeah, yeah, not the, yeah. yeah that's kind of weird. I don't know, I wish there was a demo, because this is the kind of game that would really garner or benefit from a demo. Is it a big story-driven game? I mean, what's the... No. What, well, I mean, what's the point of the game then? It's just it's, if you're not leveling up or gaining experience points, you're not really gathering loot. You're just going out killing stuff for the hell of it. Well, you're not, you're not even progressing a story. That there, there is a lot of loot in the game, but it's not armor and weapons. Yeah, it's not tra- yeah, it's not traditional loot. It's like things that you would almost pass off as junk in other games, but in this game, you use them to refine the weapons and armor that you have. Okay. Um, so there is a, a sense of progression to it, and there's, you know, finishing series of quests and taking out bigger monsters, but it doesn't have that, um, I don't know, like like I said, it doesn't have that sense of strategy to it like Monster Hunter has, where yeah. you really feel like you accomplish something when you take down a big monster. In this, it's more about uh, it's more of an action game, I guess is the best way to put it. It's more yeah. hack and slash. Gotcha. Uh, now the combat is really great. Um, it's it's fun to play. The uh, it's very it's almost um, almost takes some cues from Devil May Cry, at least if you're playing the swordsman. Mm. Um, but yeah. uh, uh, it's just odd from a progression standpoint. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Right, right now I'm playing a uh, cleric. And uh, yeah, there, there's a bunch of different classes um, that you can try out. The, the swordsman's kind of balanced. The cleric's kind of a healer, kind of support uh, in a group class. There's a uh, guy with a big hammer that's sort of your uh, attack only class. There's a ranger and. They call him a hunter, I think, in this game, and an assassin, and a whole bunch yeah. of different classes to try out, which all have kind of different gameplay aspects, too. Yeah. I uh, picked this game up because it's just been so, it's just been such a long time since, you know, playing a proper um, Monster Hunter slash Fancy Star type game on a, on a portable system. Um. I do know that Neo Gaff was flipping out about the game over the past couple of weeks. Been reading up on it and decided to pick it up. Thought it looked pretty cool. knew knew that it wasn't going to be as deep of an experience going in. So if you go in thinking of it, you know, if you go in with the attitude that it's a easier, casual, more actiony like Monster Hunter, I think I think you'll have a much better time with it. Hmm. All right. So, what's the other game you're playing? Like, I and the other game ask. I'm playing is the game that I'm doing the review for this week, 
Um, it is fantasy, not fancy star. Oh, I, I got fancy star in the brain. Uh, Persona Four Golden for the PS Vita. Probably the most anticipated Vita game hitting yes. this fall. Hands down. And uh, it is a fantastic game. It's, 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 I mean, it's one of those games that the other day I was playing on Planet for an hour. Ended up playing it for two hours and not even realizing it just because I was so engrossed in the story. Um, uh, hey, Drew, you've played this, haven't you? Yes, I have. What, what do you think of this game? I think Persona 4 is one of the best role-playing games that's ever been made. Amen, brother. Amen. Is that the game um, where you shoot yourself in the head? No, that's Persona 3. Okay, yeah. so they didn't bring over the suicide attack? Uh, no. You don't have to do that. Uh, there's characters. I, like, I don't know who, what happens in Golden, but they tried to bridge the gap between Persona 3 and Persona 4. Persona uh, 3 takes place, I think, <sighs> three years before. Or Persona Four, so um, there I know in Persona Four Arena, they it's kind of like a what happened in between the two games, and there's characters from both series in there, but um, they kind of explain why they don't have to use their guns or they call them evokers in Persona Three, where they don't really shoot themselves in the head. It's the in order for them to pull out their persona, they have to put fear in their hearts, and their fear comes from shooting themselves in the head. Well, that makes sense. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty scary. And in order to bring out your persona in Persona Four, they have a card, like a playing card, or it's like a tarot card, basically. Yeah. And they break it, and the persona comes out. Okay. Sure. Serious. I mean, it, as weird as it is, the Shin Megami Tensei series has always been weird. But they are quality role-playing games. Ken, I really wanted you to review this because <laughs> I know how you really liked the the social aspects of Catherine. Yes. This yes. game is most of this game is the social aspects. Yep. I just I I would have loved to, but dude, there's just no way that I had the time for this right now. I mean, it's a little different because you know Shin Megami Tensei. A lot of them, particularly the Persona series, always have to do with high school students, and you know. It's a, it's a, it's not as mature as maybe Catherine is, but um, it's still very mature. They have very mature subject matter and stuff like that, and it's basically having to deal with your personal demons in order to accept who you are. I know it sounds cliche, but it's actually a very very good story. Yeah, it, it, it on the surface it sounds cliche, but the actual execution of the story elements. Um, makes it actually feel really real, like yeah. like sometimes when you're when you're like playing the game, you, you feel like the actual characters are almost inspired by real people. They just, you know, there, there's no there's nothing you know really fake about them. Um, I mean, if you look at the artwork, it's like, oh yeah, another anime looking video game. But really, once you get into the story, once uh, once the awesome localization kicks in, I mean, oh, yeah. the, tr- the translation and the and the voice acting is probably some of the best in gaming. Period. There is, yeah, and it's just so well written, and you you really start caring for the characters and everything. And um, 
yeah, I, I think you'd really like this game. Um, as a matter of fact, the, the like the role playing game stuff, like you know, going through dungeons, fighting creatures, and stuff, that doesn't really even start until like two hours into the game, at least two hours into the game, and uh, yeah, it's got a lot of social aspects. It's got a lot of uh, uh, like dialogue decisions. Yeah. Kind of like Mass Effect, but your your lead character doesn't really doesn't talk. Yeah, it's a silent protagonist. Yeah, he, he talks in Arena Persona Four Arena. Yeah, but uh, but in this game, he, he's he's just silent, and it's, it's implied that he speaks because everybody else is responding to him. But you you basically pick uh, uh, dialogue trees a, a lot of times, so you still have to you know you have to you have to pay attention to what's going on, and um. A lot of the the characters, there's a lot of voice acting in this game. Many, 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 many hours were the voice acting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, if you can imagine if Catherine, instead of being a puzzle game, was a, uh, a uh, Japanese RPG that lasts over 100 hours... And you get a pretty good idea of what Persona Four is. Um, it's just it, it, it's it's one it's hands down probably the best hands down the best Vita game. I in my opinion, um, it looks great on the Vita. The anime cutscenes look smooth and spectacular. Um, the, the the music soundtrack is really awesome. It's got a lot of a, eccentric music for the things that are going on at the same time. Like they, they could be talking about murder or like deep subjects like suicide and stuff like that. And there'd be some kind of like almost like quasi Japanese rap music going on in the background. There's some of the, some of the situations are kind of weird and odd. Yeah, it has very strange soundtrack, but I actually like <laughs> yeah. it. Like seriously, I will never get that battle theme out of my head because you know it has it's it has singing and it's totally J-pop, but I just can't get it out of my head. Chicken steak now. It's it's a lot <laughs> like chicken steak if you listen to it. Yeah, the, there's even a, a lot of bonus content in the game. You can actually view a couple of. Uh, live action concert videos that I guess they had like some kind of concert for the yeah, game. They, yeah, they have concerts for the music in Persona series. Yeah, I watched a couple of those and I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> well, it sounds but, uh, like this is the game to own for the Vita. Yes, it is. Is it, it is. a Vita seller? For I mean, a certain, not for, not for, for the mass. I think public. for a certain audience, probably. Because this, uh, yes. this game really did make me consider buying a Vita. Uh, yes, uh, gra- the, 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 the graphics just pop in the game. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's a 100-hour RPG yeah. on a portable platform, you know, and, and, and it's fantastic. It's, it's one of the, it's not just a 100-hour RPG. It, it is one of the best RPGs ever made in the history of Japanese RPGs. And I mean, just having that to go on the go, I think is, uh, 
pretty awesome. All right, so what else are you playing this week? Um, more the same, pretty much. And I have a feeling that I'm going to have a lot of um, Skylanders in my future. Oh, snap. There you go. Um, yeah, uh, I acquired from Zero uh, Skylanders Giants. Yep. Nice. All right, so I will move on to Mr. Drew. Okay. Well, I did not play Persona 4, unfortunately, but um, I did play a good amount of games. I played some more Borderlands 2. <laughs> I'm, I'm addicted to that game again. Yeah. I can't help it. Like I, I reviewed, I, I can't explain it. I reviewed that game and didn't feel it. I was like, yeah, whatever. It's it's more of the same. And I started, and just for some reason, I was like, you know what? I'll play some Borderlands because I had a bunch of quests I still had to do and stuff like that. Started doing quests. I was like, wow, this seems kind of fun. Kept going, kept going, kept going. Had to do the DLC. Did the DLC. Completed the DLC completely, except for a couple of those. Message in a bottle things because those are fucking annoying. Every time you say that, I hear the police in my head. I know it. I hate yeah. that song too. <laughs> Just a castaway, <laughs> I am lost at sea. I'm more of a uh, Roxanne guy, but um, <laughs> Roxanne, you don't have to put on a red light. <laughs> Sell your body to the night. Awesome. But um, yeah, uh, I I really really am digging that game, and I, like I told Ken through email, I was like, you know, I, it's going to be kind of hard to figure out what the game of the year is for me because, truth be told, a lot of games have came out this year, but none of them really blew me away, like you know, like Skyrim did last year or Dead Island did last year. Borderlands 2 is about as close as you're going to get for me. I find that interesting. I think you're probably forgetting some games. Kingdoms of Amalur. I really, really like that game. I like that game, but that's probably not even in my 20. Really? Well, I liked it, but it got real real dragging after about 15 hours. There was just way too much to do in that game. Way too much uninteresting stuff to do in that game. So, I mean, I want to go back to that game. I was even thinking about it this week, and I was like, ah, there's too much to do I, right I now. tried. I tried to go back to that game at one point, and literally, like, I played for a half hour, and I think I walked to the place I needed to go to, and then I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, the, the gaps between things that you do in that game really become a drag after a while because you just feel like exactly that. You play for half an hour and accomplish nothing. That sucks so bad, though, because... I remember whenever I first played that game and I zoomed out of the map completely, I was like, holy fuck, this fucking world is huge. And it really is. Like, I mean, it's it's crazy. That game is, is built in a MMO world, but it's a single-player RPG. And I think that's one of the problems. Is that game totally is an MMO, but you're playing it by yourself. Pretty much. But that, I, I don't know. The combat was so good, though. The combat was great. The combat is, like, I wish every game like that had that combat. Yeah. But there's just too much barrenness in that game for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
But um, yeah, I, I, Borderlands Two. I play a lot of Borderlands Two. Um, I'm really liking that game. In fact, I want to finish that game. I want to complete it completely. I mean, that it may t- it may take me a little while. It may not even be this year whenever I do it. But um, I just hit level thirty two with my Axton. Oof. So um, yeah. But uh, and the new DLC. Apparently, there's some more coming out this month. I'm sure. Season I believe passed. it's this month. And I think they're even going to raise the level cap again. So Speaking of DLC, I should probably go download that Darksiders DLC. Mm. I did. So yeah, it's Darksiders 2. I couldn't get into that game. Nobody even remembered that that DLC came out. Yeah. That's, that, I mean, I don't know. It's like I, I, I lost interest in Darksiders 2 after about six hours of that game. And it, and I mean I I know that there's DLC for Darksiders too, but there's so much to do in Darksiders two proper. That, you know, it <laughs> doesn't really seem like an issue. There are already dungeons that I didn't even touch in that game. I Why still would I go pay for more of that. I still want to find the dungeon with the giant skull face, like that looks like Castle Grayskull. I still yet to yeah. see that. And that's in yeah, like that every promotional cool. screenshot of that game. I don't know. I think I think that's the problem. I think. This year and last year has been the the year of RPGs, huge RPGs, and I think we're kind of getting burned out of them. Probably, because I'll mean, tell you this right now: Darksiders Two and Amalore, as many problems as you have with them, they're both outstanding games. Exactly, that's the thing. Why why am I disliking a fucking amazing game so much? That's that's even Torchlight Two. You kidding me? Do you know how many hours I put into Torchlight? I've put maybe twenty into Torchlight too. I don't know, maybe those maybe kinda... maybe twenty, only twenty hours compared to almost two hundred that I put into Torchlight one. Yeah, well, still th- twenty hours just seems like a revelation to me. Well, yeah. Torchlight... if I could put twenty hours into a game, I'd, <laughs> I'd love I, that. That would, it would have to be my game of the year at this point for me to put twenty hours into a game. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Torchlight two also came directly after Diablo three, which is essentially the same style of game that you put a bunch of hours into. So, yeah. I, I mean, I can understand that. That, to me, is why I can't believe I'm so sucked into Borderlands 2, because that is basically the third game of its type that I have played right in a row this year. You know, it's it's a first-person shooter, but it's running around and collecting loot and finishing quests. It's, the structure is exactly the same. It's true. And yet I can't stop playing the damn thing, and I don't know why. Borderlands 2, the reason why is because I think that getting guns is fun. Where in, like, Torchlight 2, when you, oh, I got me a new staff. Oh, who gives a shit? This fucking gun shoots, like, mini grenades. At st- you know, it's, it, they, they make it so ridiculous in this game. You know? there's, a, there's a lot of variety, and the sense of humor is, is a lot to keep you going through yeah. quests. It's just kind of ridiculous and, and goofy. And now, now that I look back at it, Borderlands Two has is a huge improvement over Borderlands One due to the fact that you don't have a quest where you have to go, oh, gather five of these things in this area. Um, every really? quest that I've side quest that I've done in Borderlands Two has had some type of significance, whether it's a reference to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or you know, fucking Top Gun. You know, it, it, they they it's something different in every side quest. How many bully there's, bungs did you have to kill? How many yeah, what? Yeah, there's, there's still plenty of go kill ten of this enemy, go collect five samples of this, go collect these six recorders. 
it is mostly shoved off into the side quests. So if you keep on the main story path, you don't hit that. But there's still a lot of that stuff. Now, I don't know. It was just like something. I was already doing something while I was there, and it was kind of. It's always been. I'm just doing this while it's here. Yeah, it, yeah, they they stack it nicely with other quests so that it it becomes a you know I'm not traveling around to do this I just happen to be here so I'm going to kill all this shit and collect stuff and it's not a whole lot of extra effort that yeah. that part of it is is well structured. But um yeah nothing about Borderlands too as of right now that's more than likely going to be my game of the year um unless I, I had to actually sit down and look at the list of the games that came out this year but you still got to play that big one that's coming out this week. This is true. Um, let's see. In uh, Far Cry 3, people kind of dog it, but it's uh, looking pretty good. They got a lot to prove. Far Cry they 2 did, Far yeah. Cry Two looked really good, too. That's true. So you, 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 you reserve the right to have my judgment passed on you until I play that game, and I go, okay, this is <laughs> awesome. Because the last I, game was not so awesome. I know. Trust me. I beat that fucking game, and it pissed yeah. me off after I beat it. So... I don't know. I, I I have high hopes for it because it, I mean it looks beautiful. You know, at least that. So did the so, second one. I know. Yeah, the second one still looks great. But anyway, as long as you're not um, playing it. What? As long as you're not playing it. Yeah. This <laughs> is true. Watch somebody else get the shit beat out of them. <laughs> but um, um, let's see. I played um for review PID. Um, I haven't reviewed it just yet. I'm gonna write it today, but um. Pit, I wrote a preview of it. I played it on the PC originally, but I got the Xbox Live Arcade version this time uh, for the full review. Um, it, it's a unique little game. It, it's a puzzle platformer where you play as this little space guy. He, he's he's a kid, but it, everything it's, it's in a strange world where everything's in space kind of thing. You're on a different planet. Um, he has this ability to throw out these small little gems that create about a... 10 foot high light beam and that beam is basically an anti-gravity beam so you can kind of float in that beam he can throw through two of them at a time so that way he can you know throw one on the wall and it pushes him away from the wall or if he throws one on the floor it pushes him up off the ground um and it's a little unique platformer um it's okay Uh, it has a very nice art style uh, it does have two-player co-op. What happens in the two-player co-op, um, and it's only local, um, each character has one beam that they can use. They can't throw out two beams, so you have to work together in order to uh, platform correctly and stuff like that. The only problem I have with the game is the boss fights. Uh, the first boss fight is not that difficult. The second boss fight is a pain in the ass. Uh, you can only get hit once. If you get hit once, you die. You can get a, a special, like a protective vest that gives you an extra hit. That doesn't help out too much. So, it's an okay game. I don't know exactly how much are they charging for this. Fifteen? I think it's fifteen. I I don't know. It's okay. I mean, I, to truth be told, I'd wait for a price drop. Uh, um, it's, it's got it's got a bad release time. Yeah, that's that's one of the problems. I mean, there's a ton of stuff out there that is better than this, truth be told. I mean, it's not a bad game by any means, and it's kind of enjoyable. It's you one know, of those games that would have benefited releasing when there was nothing else to play. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, PID, played it. It's okay. Uh, my full review should be live sometime this week. 
Um, let's see here. Okami HD. Yeah, there's that game. Um, I have to say this is probably the best HD upgrade, whatever you want to call it, re-release that I've played. Um, Resident Evil 4 was pretty good, but Okami looks amazing in HD. It, it really does. I mean, it has a really unique art style, plays great. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really have no complaints for Okami, except for that long-ass beginning. <laughs> it takes forever for that game to start. Oh, that'd be interesting. I, I'm surprised that they only did PS3. I guess it's because of the move. It's got, yeah. It's got move support, but I'm surprised because the game was so niche when it came out that you'd think they would try to get it to everybody, so they'd put it on PC and Xbox Live and just PSN. I don't know. Seems kind of weird. No, Sony may have paid for exclusivity. I guess. I can't see it being a huge seller, so I don't know why they would pay for it, but I, I see it doing well. Yeah. I mean, it, the game's essentially Legend of Zelda. Yeah, which is what I mean, I've, it, what I've heard. It, it plays exactly like Legend of Zelda. It has a really cool thing where you can uh, kind of pause time for a second and use different brush strokes because everything's kind of like a hand-drawn animation thing. You can use brush strokes to do uh, different abilities. Like you can just do a slash or you can... There, there a lot of puzzles are involved um, where you have to use the brush. And it's um, it's it's very unique. It's a game I've never actually... It's a very unique game. I've never seen anything like it before, and it looks amazing in a high definition. It really does. Um, I think they're charging a little bit too much for it. Was it twenty? Yeah, I think it's twenty. Yeah, twenty seems a little high for a PS2 HD remake. Yeah, I mean it has full trophy support and it has a ton of trophies, but I don't know. It's I mean it depends on if you want to play that game again. I had actually never played the game before. Um so it's the first time I'm playing through it, but I mean it's it's very comparable to Legend of Zelda. It's a little more actiony whenever it comes to the combat. I'm surprised more people don't copy Zelda. It's such a great for <laughs> it's such a great formula and like very few games like when Darksiders did it, that's why it was such a big deal. Yeah. That's just weird. Which is, uh, I think one of the reasons I didn't get as much into Darksiders 2 was because it was less Zelda. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was less Zelda, more Amalur. Yeah. Um, damn, I can't think of anything else. Uh, what the hell did I review? I don't know. I, I can't remember. You know, t- you know how many freaking Word docs I've had in my inbox this week? I- <laughs> I forgot to post half of them at one point. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Okami, Pid, uh, XCOM. I played one mission at XCOM and then got royally fucked and just turned it off and didn't even save it. Because <laughs> that game is fucking hard, dude. Yeah, and you're not even playing on the true difficulty. No, I'm not. I'm playing <clears throat> on normal, and no. I may even bone down to easy. You're not playing on Iron Man. No. Fucking ridiculous! That game is hard. I like it so much, though. That's the thing. Um, let me check my profile and see. I I can't remember. No, Ravage. I already talked about it. So, what are you playing this week? There's... I am 
definitely going to be picking up Halo. Halo. I am um, I'm on board with Halo. I'm there. I'm ready. Wish I could talk about it. But Crazy enough, I am on board with Halo, a first-person shooter. I don't know. There's something about this game that I think is going to be refreshing. You think you think I'll enjoy it? I think you will. I think everybody who plays it's going to enjoy it. Okay. I don't. I don't know. There just seems to be something about it. I I can't wait to. Pl- I should be playing it. Hopefully tomorrow, today when this goes live, we should have the, had it early, but we did not. Does it Does it have co-op through the campaign? Every other game has, so I'm assuming. You know. I don't know how they're going to explain that, but. Well, it's it's never been explained in the other games. You're always just another chief. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So it's not like it's ever been explained. Hey, here's the the other John. <laughs> Here's the other John Spartan, whatever. Yeah, that's true. So, but I, I don't know. Like, uh, what was it? Was it Halo Three it had four player co-op? Halo Three had yeah four player co-op. You played Reach just... did too. Yeah, so did Reach. Reach. Reach made sense. Yeah, they actually had four different uh, Spartans. So yeah, well they they uh, Halo Three you played as Chief and Arbiter, and then the other two other elites. I thought that was Halo Two. Yeah. No. Halo 2, you could play as Arbiter as well. Yeah, but Halo 3, it was. It was Chief, Arbiter, and then two other Elites, right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well. They never explained how those other Elites were. They were yeah, just there. Yeah, they don't matter. None <laughs> of this matter. matters. Yeah. They're it's the ha- very definition of ancillary. Yeah. It is it is what it is. It's Halo. You can play as somebody else. Yeah, but I'm actually looking forward to Halo. I don't know why, but I, I am. I think it looks different. And it's that's... Halo? It's, yeah, Halo's but, you know, always I, good. I didn't play Reach. I didn't care for Halo 3, even though I played it. Well, it's... I think Halo's one of those series that you can totally get fatigued on. Um, but I really feel like 4 is doing different stuff. Yeah. So I think that's... It's going to kind of reinvigorate the series, which is good for Microsoft, because, you know, Call of Duty has become the Xbox shooter. It's true. So you'd kind of rather... That... You'd kind of rather have their, you know, first-party game be the Xbox shooter. Yeah. And after the Phoenix Down, where we played Halo Combat Evolved, I was, I'm kind of interested on on the story a little bit. So that should be interesting after what happened at the end of uh, three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else is coming out this week. I got a Every, big list. I think I'm pretty sure everything just kind of got out of the way of Halo, right? Um, there's quite a few things, but nothing. Big. Nothing, yeah, there's no... Like, for the next three weeks, you basically have... Or, I'm sorry, the next four weeks, you basically have one major release and then a bunch of kind of smaller releases. Because, of course, next week is the mother of all releases. Mm-hmm. Let's call it duty. Call it duty. Call it duty. And then the week after that, you got... Oh, oh by the way, there's a system launch. <laughs> it's pretty crazy to think about the fact that Call of Duty is now the mother of game launches, even though there's a Halo coming out next week. Yep. <laughs> there's a reason why they're a week apart. Microsoft yeah. is not stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well then I guess I'll move on to Mr. Dave. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Two weeks ago. Uh, I played Dan Central 3, which I think I talked about. Yeah, we it's, talked about it on the the two-man show. Yeah, it's a Dance Central game. If you like Dance Central games, you should get it. That's good. It's it's still the best dancing game there is. Um, we live in that world. 
you know, I mean, it, it just it is. The, the rest, you know, everything else is okay. But that's that's really good. It's sad. It's uh, not the best selling, but that's because it's not on the Wii. Because Just Dance is the best selling, by far. Yeah, I. That is one of those things that Connect is built for. You know, it's it can look at your whole body as opposed to guessing based on where a couple of different components are, and that's that I, is the kind of thing that Connect should excel at, and it does in this case. I I, I hope for a day when Connect looks at me like my image of my body and goes, "Damn, you're fat." <laughs> well, then, and the next thing, uh, the other thing I played was Fable: The Journey, and it was weird because Fable you can play while you're sitting, so like I'm. Uh, if you're looking straight out from my TV, there are basically couches against both walls. Um, and, like, I'm sitting on one playing the game, and my wife is asleep on the other couch. And the Connect was still recognizing her as a person. You know, how it kind of colors, you know, in, in blue or, or pink or whatever, depending on the game. So, like, she is sleeping, you know, blanket pulled up to her shoulders, and it's still recognizing, hey, this is a living thing over here. <laughs> Which was weird. <laughs> I yeah, I don't. Your connect is recognizing your wife as a human being. So it's wrong, <laughs> but you know it's it's weird that it's doing that you, in general. Well, you know what it sounds like to me. It sounds like your connect don't see nothing wrong <laughs> with a little bump and grind. <laughs> oh shit! I bought one of those little covers for the connect so that I have my privacy. <laughs> Oh, did they make those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's this little. There's this basically this plastic, uh, almost like shield that you slide on it that covers up the cameras. <laughs> so there are people that paranoid. Awesome. So that eventually, <laughs> when they Connect release Starcraft, on me. <laughs> eventually when they release a better with Connect Starcraft, and you want to switch over to the embedded IE and watch some dirtiness, you just blup, there you go. Yeah. So you don't live stream it on Justin TV. No more embarrassing jacking. Oh, he was jacking it in San Diego. What the you know, hell are you talking about? You, you haven't seen that, the news story about the guy who was live streaming? He's a professional StarCraft II player. He was live streaming his play, and he decided to take a break and, uh, you know, polish the one-eyed weasel. <laughs> and he, for, he forgot yeah, he to turn. Left his, he yeah, left his cam on. He left his stream on, so everybody got to watch him do that. No, I did not hear about this. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's good stuff. That's why the internet is dangerous, children. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, incognito tab did not help you. Yeah. Um, so, and and it's interesting that Fable saw my my wife as a human because it didn't do a very good job of seeing me. Um, so it sounds like there's nothing wrong with the Connect. No, the the Connect works. I think the Connect works fine. Fable is not a game that is built to take advantage of what the Kinect does well. And I, and I think I talked a little bit about this two weeks ago. Drew, I know you play a Diabolical Pitch. Yes. Um, I like that game. Yeah, and it's basically impossible to throw a ball and not hit an enemy in that game unless you are straight up throwing on the right side of the screen and there is nothing there. Yeah. Uh, it, you know... You're throwing to left. Heat seeking balls, kind of. Yeah, you're throwing to the left. There's a guy on the left, so the yeah. game goes, oh, okay, you're probably throwing at this. <laughs> Fable does not do that. It attempts to throw exactly where you're throwing, which means you have spells exploding at enemies' feet, right above them, just to the right of them, just to the left of them. 
My heat seeking my heat seeking balls explode from time to time. It it is dumb because you're you're taking a piece of technology that is inherently inaccurate and trying to squeeze all of this accuracy out of it. <laughs> Sorry. Your balls do not have enough accuracy to squeeze out of them. My heat seeking balls were squeezing out explosions with some some form of accuracy. I can squeeze a lot of things out of my balls, but accuracy is not one of them. <laughs> Oh shit! Where are we going? Oh. I thought the I thought the penis conversation on Twitter was the worst thing I was going to be talking about this week. Do you no. you should have known better. <laughs> um. So and then if you get rid of all of that, so the the combat is is pretty frustrating. Um. You spend so much damn time on a horse traveling the countryside. It's nuts. Look, it, I'm on a horse. Yeah. It, <laughs> You spend half of this game on a horse traveling, and that's kind of how it. It is called the journey. What's that? It is called the journey. Yeah. Well, if you want a horse riding simulator, then go buy that damn game. There you go. Crack the reins and pull back and do all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, It it's unfortunate because you could you could kind of overlook that if the if the combat was better. It's it's an on rails game, you know. As a Connect game, it would be fine, but it's. I'm so tired of saying about Connect games. If this worked consistently, it would be a lot of fun. There are so few games that hit that consistent, you know, understanding that there's a gray area here, and you kind of need to work within that. Diabolical Pitch did a good job of it. Mini Ninjas Adventures did a good job of it. Fable: The Journey does not do a good job of it, which is disappointing. It's weird because the other two games you mentioned are not first party. Yeah, it's it's it, it's weird. It's it kind of reminds you of like what happens with Nintendo hardware, like either the Wii or the 3DS. You know, Nintendo knows how to use that and does stuff really well, and everybody else just eh, kind of falls in the middle. Connect games can really fall along that divided line of developers who get it. And ones who don't. This is just one that doesn't. Yeah, it will. What else? Oh, I played Mark of the Ninja. That game's fucking great. Yes, it is. That is a... I'm amazed at how much I enjoyed that game. Because in general, stealth games, having to, you know, wait and do stuff, I don't like, but... Every single thing you do in that game has a purpose. Like whether you are on this section of the wall or this section of the wall, whether you're sticking your head out of this grate or somewhere else, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Assassin's Creed and how Assassin's Creed makes a game out of how you walk through a crowd. Mark of the Ninja is just really precise and all of that. And it looks great and it's just a lot of fun. I don't think my review for that is live yet. No, not Um, yet. Is the PC version? Yes. Gotcha. Uh, And runs flawlessly in 1080p on a mid-range graphics card. Cool. So it really looks nice. And uh, I I, I won't repeat it because I know, Ken, you already wrote the, the 360 review, but that game is awesome. Yeah, it's definitely one you should check out at this point. I would like to see it hit PSN to kind of uh, complete the circle. 
Yeah, and I I know there's there's a demo for it on Xbox Live. I don't know if there's a Steam demo. I don't know. Every XBLA game has a demo though, so. Um, but yeah, it's it's great, and it's a much bigger game than I expected. Like it it is longer than I thought, and then you can unlock costumes that you know can make you more stealthy or more action oriented. So there's a lot of different ways to play through that game. Uh, there's a lot of replay value for something that's what, 15 bucks. Yeah, it's 15. It's it's worth way more than that. It's one of the best downloadable games this year by far. Uh, I would probably call it the best that I've played this year. I'm trying to think of what else download. You know, in that in that kind of live arcade range um, of of cost. I think that's the best thing I've played this year. I'm uh, playing the new Professor Layton game for 3DS, which is, it's it's a Professor Layton game. It's really the first one that they have done any differently than the first four. Um, and it's basically, instead of just sort of tapping around things on the bottom screen, what you're looking at is on the top screen, and you are moving your stylus to move uh, your focal point along the top screen, and then if it rolls over something that you can tap on then you tap to expand that it's it works and it doesn't it's it's a little bit weird but it keeps you from just randomly tapping all over the place to see if there's puzzles hidden around the 3d in it is i know there's just something that doesn't quite sit right with me it seems like it has a narrower field of vision than some other 3d stuff but the puzzle uh the puzzle variety is really good uh the mini games for the most part are very cool. So I will write that review probably today and it will be up sometime later this week. Yep, at some point. Uh, and then, yeah, played Borderlands 2 because I can't stop playing Borderlands 2. Uh, played the Skylanders game where instead of actually playing the game, I just shop for them. That was fun. That's part of the game. <laughs> that- that's this has become like the meta game for me is you know stalking eBay for Skylander shit. Um, and, you know maybe eventually I'll actually play the game. I hopefully I'll like it. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, this week uh, more online shopping, more Borderlands Two, probably more Mark of the Ninja, uh, more Professor Layton. That's about it. All right, so I'll move on to the Wombat, who is Vita happy. Oh man, so Vita happy. <laughs> um, I've actually, it's been, I feel like it's been like three months since I've been on the show. So uh, I just want to let everybody know my name's Ryan. And uh, hi, Ryan. Been writing for the site for a while, uh, on or off the show. Um, no, I've played a lot actually since uh, the last time I was on the show. A lot of it on the Vita, but not all of it. Um, the one thing that was not on the Vita that I played and finished and since the last time I've been on here was Dishonored. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the 360, which was a game that I absolutely loved. Um, start to finish, I love that game. The, uh, uh, the story, obviously, you know, takes some obvious turns, but the uh, overall, I really like the story. I love the setting. Uh, and I loved the fact that the game gave you so much freedom to complete the different objects, the objectives that you had to complete, however you wanted to complete them. 
Um, and I, uh, I absolutely loved the gameplay. For my money, it might be one of the smoothest first-person games I've ever played um, in terms of control. Uh, I just feel like you had so much control over Corvo. Um, there were so many different options, different things you could do, but I never felt like uh, I never felt like it was um, uh, complicated to control him. Or I felt like everywhere I feel I feel like he always went exactly where I wanted him to to go, um, which was pretty nice. So overall, that game's fantastic. It's uh, in my probably top five maybe top three on the year at this point uh really really good game if you haven't played it yet and you like stealth action uh, i would definitely recommend checking it out um can you review that right yes what'd you give it i didn't uh, see i gave it a nine i believe yeah awesome it's, it's, game. it's a very very good game and even if you don't want to play it stealthily you don't have yeah. to and that's no, what's you don't nice. have to you can you can run through it, and I love the fact that the game, the story changes, the setting changes, the characters change depending on how you play it. Um, so if you're going in killing everybody and you have what they call high chaos, the entire world changes. Um, there's more rats, more uh, zombies. They call them weepers, but there's zombies. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. Um, everything. The the characters change. The characters' perceptions of you change. The entire final mission takes a different shape, um, and I love the fact that every single assassination target has a non-lethal way of taking them down, and the non-lethal way is like a side quest of its own that you have to complete. Some of them um, are worse than killing them. And actually, almost all of them are worse than actually killing them. Yeah. Um, so, really, really awesome game. Um, some people, I saw some people complaining about the ending and how it was kind of abrupt, um, and the differences between the low chaos ending and the high chaos ending, I actually didn't really have a problem with the ending. It wrapped up pretty much exactly the way as I or the way I expected to. Um, but uh, overall, very very good game. Definitely check it out if you haven't. Um, I also played four different Vita games for review. Um, I played Dokuro and reviewed that. Gosh, what a week and a half ago now. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, that's a fun little puzzler platformer. It's tough, though, uh, and the difficulty is not gradual. Um, it spikes in places that are just um, unforgiving, I guess, is the best way to put it. But the nice thing is the game does allow you to skip 10 levels, um, up to 10 levels. Um, if you So if you're having trouble on one, you can skip it and come back. Um, and essentially the way it works is once you run out of skips you have to go back and finish some of the levels you skip to earn those skips back. Um, so it's nice that the game sort of gives you, uh, prevents you from getting stuck in one place and putting it down forever. Um, but just be prepared that it's gonna, there's going to be some spikes in difficulty. But it's a, it's a really charming game. The look is really awesome. The, the sort of idea behind it's really great. Um, that's definitely worth a look if you like um, puzzler games and you have a Vita. It's kind of... Um, it, it almost reminds me, and this is a really simplistic explanation, but it almost reminds me a little bit of Lemmings um, or any of the games where the, you're trying to control around someone who won't stop walking. Um, but uh, in this case, it's a uh, princess who doesn't know that the hero exists or at least doesn't recognize that he exists. So um, it's a really fun game. I also reviewed Orgorithm. 
which is about the weirdest game I've ever played in my life. Uh, um, I don't know if that review's up yet. I haven't. Uh, yes, it is. I haven't had a chance to look. So um, it's very odd. Um, it, it really is like rock paper scissors within rock paper scissors, and um, you've got um, it's a rhythm strategy game. Uh, I, I guess some people would say, oh, kind of like Patapon, but a lot different than Patapon because it's like your standard three-quarter view real-time strategy look. Um, but you have different elemental troops that you have to control. Just like rock, paper, scissors, certain elements are stronger against other elements and certain elements are weak against other elements. So you have to manage around that. Um, in addition to staying on rhythm, um, in addition to managing troop type, because different troop types are strong against different, uh, enemy troop types. So it's, um, it's like trying to play two games of rock, paper, scissors, uh, within Guitar Hero. Um, so it gets very complex very quickly and it's easy to kind of get a little overwhelmed because the, the, the God of light who you're, I guess, I don't want to say controlling, but whose minions you're controlling just keeps walking. Um, he doesn't stop. He doesn't care. He just keeps walking. So you got to kind of, uh, manage around that in addition to all the other stuff you have to do. So it is definitely not for the light of heart, um, from a challenge standpoint because there is a lot going on uh, but around that it's a really good game with a really great soundtrack um, just be prepared um, that I hope you're the type of person that can multitask because if not it, you're going to really just be lost immediately um, played Ragnarok as we already discussed um, I'm not going to really go into a lot more detail since we already kind of talked about it but I do want to make sure I mention that I don't um, even though some of the stuff I was saying before was negative, uh, I really, I really like the game. Um, I just want to make sure people have the right expectations going in because I think that's going to adjust a lot of people's perception. Um, before playing the game, I kind of, I kind of had the expectation that it would be similar to um, Monster Hunter from a gameplay standpoint, and similar to Fantasy Star from a loot. Uh, standpoint and I was right in the sense that it's like Monster Hunter meets Fantasy Star um, but it's the exact opposite ratio it's more like Fantasy Star from a gameplay standpoint more like Monster Hunter from a loot standpoint which means the loot that, that's there isn't really all that often new weapons, new armor, it's stuff to improve the stuff you already have so um, it's more about just like Monster Hunter, it's more about, hey, I need, I know that I need to collect these materials to upgrade this weapon, so I go out and farm this specific enemy type. Um, it's set up more that way. So just make sure you go into it with the right expectations, and as long as you do, you'll have a really good time with it. Uh, last but not least, I'm also playing Assassin's Creed Liberation. Sorry, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation for review. Uh, um on the Vita and man it's hard for me to talk about this the um, I everybody that knows me knows that I love the Assassin's Creed games um, I love the story in those games I love the historical setting of those games um, there's it's one it's one of my favorite new game series this generation um, liberation 
is good in a lot of ways, especially in that it is a basically full-fledged Assassin's Creed game on a handheld, which is impressive. Um, I mean, it's it's Assassin's Creed the way you know Assassin's Creed. Free-running, um, assassinating people, uh, fighting with the counters and all that. It plays just like you would expect its big brother to play. The problem is um, it performs like crap a lot of time. Um, <laughs> that's maybe a little harsh, but the... Uh, it's got some really bad frame rate hiccups. Um, it's got some really odd glitches that I've never seen before. In addition to the stuff that you see pop up every now and then, like getting stuck on geometry or people falling through the floor, um, it's got some really weird ones. Um, for instance, a couple times now I've been walking through the city and people change into different people while they're walking. Um, so like an NPC will be walking... And then all of a sudden, they just look like somebody else, um, which is really, I don't know, kind of jarring. Um, some of the touch or Vita-specific stuff that's in there is uh, kind of neat. Um, for instance, sometimes you'll get, or one of the things that I come across is you get a letter, and the game asks you to take your thumb on the front of the screen and your forefinger on the back of the screen and run them both across at the same time like you were opening a letter. Um, which was kind of neat, uh, and then you run into one where it's like the um, Uncharted Golden Abyss thing where you have to hold it up to the light, uh, only it doesn't recognize the light. Um, so it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of janky from that standpoint. But, um, you know, it's a, first and foremost, it's an Assassin's Creed game on the Vita. So if that's what you're looking for, um, you've got it. I mean, it, it, it plays just like a normal Assassin's Creed game. But the thing that I like most about Assassin's Creed is the story. And the story in this is all over the place. Um, at, at the very beginning of the game, I literally at one point thought, man, did this, did this like somehow glitch and jump ahead? Because I feel like I missed about an hour uh, of story where they explained what all this stuff was. Um, they really kind of drop you in it without much explanation at the beginning um, and just kind of expect you to know who some of these people are. But if you don't read up about anything about the game and at the beginning, you'll have no idea. Um, the uh, it, It's very, I don't know, very disjointed, I guess is the best way for me to put it, which is not something I expected. <coughs> so, you know, I, I haven't finished my review yet. I'm imagining the game's probably going to get somewhere between a 7 and a 7.5 for me. Um, you know... Is it a good Assassin's Creed game? Yeah, I guess. Uh, but if you're like me and you really get into Assassin's Creed because of the story, um, this one's kind of lackluster, to be honest. Now, it's definitely the best portable Assassin's Creed game because Bloodlines was terrible. Um, but uh, it's not... It's, it's, I was a little bit disappointed. I feel like the game probably could have used another three or four months of polish uh, before they rolled it out. So, uh, and that's about it. Now, I'm supposed to be getting its big brother from Gamefly um, here this week, um, Assassin's Creed 3. So, I'm really looking forward to it. I've heard of some performance issues there as well. Um, but I do love the series, and I love uh, the American Revolution. Uh, so, I'm really looking forward to the story in 3, even if it's got some performance issues here and there. But, uh... uh 
that's part of my future finaling. And then the other future finaling, I'm supposed to be getting WWE, I guess. Yes, supposedly. Uh, I, mean, I, w- I was supposed to get it this week. I know they've had some issues, so I'm supposed to be getting it this coming week. Um, so if I get that, I'll be playing and reviewing that as well. All right. Well, let's see here. Uh, I have also played quite a few things. Uh, I will start off with getting the norms out of the way. I played more DOA, more Skylanders. Every week. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about that, although I will talk about Skylanders in the event that uh, I am playing the 3DS version for review right now. We just got that. Um, Which I'm calling a kind of a nice counterpart if you own the console versions because it allows you to kind of bulk up your characters without playing the big game and then pumping them back into the the big game. <clears throat> the only thing that sucks is you don't collect treasure in the 3DS version, so you can't bring over money. You just bring over levels, which is kind of crappy. Uh, but the game itself is, is fine. Um, it's definitely a stripped-down version of the bigger game uh, with the ability to jump and run which is weird. Uh, so it completely changes the level design. Um, but you can pretty much put all the characters in there. I think it holds up to 99 characters. Uh, and the cool thing about the 3DS version is the portal that comes with it, you load two characters into the game itself, uh, and then you can play with those characters without having the portal around. And then if you want to swap, you have to go back to the portal and swap them. And you can swap characters on the fly by tapping the touchscreen. Uh, which is neat. Uh, just make sure that if you're playing between the two versions that you go back to the portal and load your character back into the portal so that his stats transfer back to the figure. Um, so there's that. Uh, also, threw on Retro City Rampage on the Vita for a little bit. Just kind of give it another go. Um, that game is a lot better on the Vita than it is on the PS3. Um, but it's still not great. <laughs> <laughs> is that just because you have different expectations for those platforms, or um, it's not what, what makes it better? It, it makes it better because it's much easier to see what's going on on a screen that's you know five feet in front of your face as opposed to ten feet away. I'm sorry, probably not five feet, but you, you know what I mean. It's it's closer. You can actually make out uh, the areas a little better because I know a big problem with the the console version was that you know areas you couldn't tell if that was a wall or a road or things like that. Um, some of the controls make more sense on the Vita. It just it just seems like it fits portable play better because the game is, for lack of a better word, is ADD and is constantly having you do something else and that's much easier to swallow in 20-minute spurts as opposed to full-fledged, like, two-hour game sessions. That makes sense. So, yeah, I think that game probably would have done better being just a Vita game that you could play on the PS3, but it kind of got marketed as a PS3 game that you can play on the Vita. So, I don't know. I may play around with that. Um, I've got that in Silent Hill that I constantly go back to. I have Liberation on my Vita. I played it for maybe 10, 15 minutes. And and Wombat's right. That story just kind of throws you right in. Like, they're talking about stuff in the first 15 minutes of that game that you have no idea why. Yeah, even stuff like... um... Uh, who her mentor is, um, if I hadn't read about the game ahead of time, I would have had no idea who they were talking about when they referenced her mentor relatively early on. Yeah. So 
It's just odd. Just odd for an Assassin's Creed game to not have that kind of exposition. I'm just not used to that. Yeah, it was weird. Like, as soon as you jump into the game, it's like, oh, go put on your Assassin clothes. Uh, okay? And, and just kind of jump right into it. I'm like, oh, okay. So. Yeah, that's the other thing. The Did you get to play around with many of the other outfits? No, they they like I made it to the point where they mentioned the slave outfit, mm-hmm. and and that was it. Like that's where I turned it off. I was just I was just kind of playing around with it for a minute. The um, she has three different outfits that are actually different personas. They all accrue um, notoriety separately from each other. Um, there's a lady persona where she's wearing like the big flowery dress, and she's well respected in town, and you can like charm guards and have them follow you and stuff like that um but she can't jump um and she can't run or she can but it's more like a jog so it's really slow and then there's the slave persona that can do some of the free running and can only use a couple different weapons but she can blend in and she can like incite slave riots and stuff like that and then there's the assassin persona which can do everything but already starts with one level of notoriety so you're already kind of on the radar um Switching back and forth between them can be kind of neat, but you learn relatively relatively early that there's a couple of them that really are, especially the lady persona, it's not really all that much fun to play, in my opinion, and you don't really need to use it, except when you're forced to use it most of the time, so I don't know, it's kind of a hit or miss. Yeah, it just, it felt weird, especially because I'd spent so much time playing It's Big Brother, mm-hmm. which uh, I'll talk about in a minute, but yeah, it's... I don't know. It it feels like it should have been a lot better. Yeah, that's the best way for me to put it, too. So, um, trying to think before I get into the big ones, what else? Oh, I did play the Cabela Dangerous Hunts, uh, which I'm reviewing this week. Uh, there's, there's not really much you can say about those games. It's it's a first-person shooter. Uh, it uses the Fear Master uh, light gun. So a lot of the levels are on rails, um, and it's, it just becomes a shooting gallery. I mean, even in the menus, there's a shooting gallery option where you can just go in and you're basically on rails shooting rhinos and you know big game creatures, uh, leopards and hyenas and stuff like that. Just and that's what it is. It tries to be a first-person shooter. Um, it tries to draw you into the story at the beginning by like you hunted with your father as a child and he got killed by a bear so now apparently you you have a vendetta against the bear so i don't know <laughs> it's to kind of give you reason to 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 want to hunt big giant dangerous animals awesome i, I don't know it doesn't look Sounds very right. yeah it doesn't look very good um but it's serviceable it is what it is um people who buy those games don't really care about a lot of the stuff that is wrong with it they just care about shooting rhinos and, and and you can do that, and that's fine. Um, also played uh, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, <laughs> I get in trouble every time I say the name of this game. Uh, Budokai HD, which I like to call Bukaki. Um, it's uh, it's the HD <laughs> HD collection of the first game and the third game. Uh, it's 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 the same games. Um, you know, when you're playing the actual game, it's in full HD, widescreen. Uh, looks about as good as it can, considering it didn't look that good back in the day. It looks like the cartoon, which is fine. Um, it basically just takes you through 
you know, fights and you do these crazy moves, you earn some new powers that can do more crazy moves. Um, the story is a little ridiculous, but it's Dragon Ball, so that ridiculous is kind of like a side note, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, no, it's fine. If if you've never played those games, uh, the originals were PS3, or I'm sorry, PS2. Um, and I remember the first one was really popular. Uh, the first Budokai was Budokai very was popular. The first one, first, kind of the first Dragon Ball Z game that they made. Well, they made that Dragon Ball Final GT Final Bout, which Final Bout, yeah, which was like was it was awful, but everybody wanted it. Like it, went it was on, the only Dragon Ball Z game in America. Yeah, it went on like eBay for like hundreds of dollars, and it was just a terrible game. I remember when we'd get yeah. one traded in when I used to work at uh, GameStop, people would go nuts over that stupid thing, and it was just an awful game. Yeah, it was yeah. Terrible. I actually bought that game at a uh, department store for twenty bucks and uh, didn't like it, and ended up selling it back to GameStop for maybe ten, fifteen bucks. And then a year later was when it started becoming a collector's item, and I'm like, "Crap! I should have held on to that." <laughs> yeah, it's probably still a collector's item, but the original Budokai's—they are what they are. Uh, kind of like the hunting games you know what you're getting into. The The big thing about this one is obviously that uh, Xbox owners have never played the game. So this is the first time you'll be able to play both of those games on the 360. So if you're a Dragon Ball fan, it's probably worth checking out uh, if, you, if you've never played them. If you've played them, the HD part of it is... It's novel. You know, you, the, the cutscenes and all that stuff are still in SD with borders but the actual game itself is in full widescreen. Um, I also played uh, Zone of the Enders HD collection, which is... It's good. Um, if you like those games, the HD is nice. Uh, I still can't understand why it slows down. It, it doesn't make any sense, but it does. Uh, heavily at times. Uh, the cutscenes look like they still are the original cutscenes um, in widescreen now. So they're yeah. still kind of blurry, um, but it's it's fine. Um, I know Konami has a bad track record with HD collections, and this one's not doing it any favors uh, because that that frame rate. I just don't understand it. This is a going on a ten year old game, and you still can't get it to run at you know a solid thirty or sixty frames a second. Uh, and then of course. <laughs> With every Zone of the Enders release, you're basically a catalyst for the Metal Gear Solid demo. What the hell is that noise? What? No idea. It sounds like a like we're in Tron or something. <laughs> yeah. We're not. I heard it too. That may be me. I'll stop. Okay. I just I kept hearing it. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but no, there's a there's a demo for Metal Gear Rising. Uh, on 360, it's a separate disc. So you could fit the original two Zone of the Enders games on one disc, and the demo for Metal Gear Rising is on a disc by itself. Uh, I'm hearing the PS3 version is actually a download, which is somewhere in the vicinity of 3 gigs. Um, but Metal Gear Rising's pretty good. Really? I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy with it. It plays like a Platinum Games action game. Uh, from a third-person perspective, you pull the left trigger to go into... Uh, the precise cut mode, and then you can aim it with the analog sticks. Um, it's very satisfying to slice a dude in half 
Um, the, the tutorial teaches you how to kill people who are like holding hostages by slicing them in certain places. Um, yes, the watermelons are in the demo, so you can sit there and cut those up all day long. Um, but it's I like it. I, I really do. Platinum Games, they're, they're really good at action titles, and uh, I was fairly impressed by the Metal Gear Rising demo. I'm excited to play it. Um, seems like it's got the goofy story from Metal Gear, so at least that's still present. Um, but no, that's that's definitely one I'll be looking forward to. But Zone of the Enders, if you if you have fond memories of those games, you don't own them anymore. The collection is fine, as long as you can deal with the frame rate issues. Uh, the games themselves, they still. Um, th- that's one of the things I noticed about playing Zone of the Enders is those are one of the HD collections that the controls hold up after all these years. Like it still plays, uh-huh. it still plays fine. So a lot of HD collections, when you start playing those old games, the controls were designed for you know, different controllers and they don't work as well, but this one plays pretty good. So, it's fine. Uh, I also played Need for Speed, Most Wanted for uh, Xbox and PS3. Um, it's really good. It's Criterion, so you know the racing is really well done. It's got the burnout feel where if you tap the brake, you'll drift around corners. Uh, it's a giant open world. Uh, it it mocks... It's It's kind of weird to see a series rebooted in the same generation. Because if you remember, Most Wanted was a launch title for the 360. This, this is true. Yeah. Uh, and this is a basic reboot of the series. Holds the same structure. There are ten uh, cars around the city uh, that you have to earn points to challenge them to a race. Then when you race them, you get their car. Um, but they Do don't... they have, like, the horrible characters and all that stuff? No, the, the cars are the characters. Oh. So there's no Razor Callahan... Damn it! So, that was like that was the coolest part of the Need for Speed series. Those dumb cutscenes with the horrible acting. Yeah, those are gone. Uh, the cars are now the focus. So, like when you challenge the car, it shows like the car doing a little, like a little video of itself driving around doing spinouts and whatever. Mm. Um, but uh, the, the single player is fine. It's it reminds me a lot of Burnout Paradise to the point of it. You know, it earns you points for traffic checking, uh, oncoming. Uh, the collectibles are gates and billboards. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's it's pretty much Burnout Paradise. The the city's not as robust or alive to me, uh, which was one of my complaints in my review about the game. Uh, but the multiplayer is where this game shines. Um, is it Burnout Paradise multiplayer? It's like Burnout Paradise's challenge modes. So basically what happens is you get online and you get set into a group of racers. And then the game sets these, what they call, uh, race lists. And it will literally have you going from different event to different event. And everything is is a, is a, uh, a competition. So okay. even getting to the race starting point, whoever gets there first gets XP bonus. Um, and then, you know, the event may have you, okay, we want you to do this jump. Whoever gets the most airtime wins. And you can continue to do it over and over and over and over again to try to get better time. But the chaos that ensues is that other players can take you out. So say like somebody in your group can wreck your car, and then whatever the last jump you made, that's your set time. So you cannot set any more time. But to counter that, once you're taken out of the race, you can wreck the other cars. You can't <laughs> you can't earn any more um for that challenge, but you can stop other cars from beating your time. 
Oh, so it's basically like, fuck you guys then. Yeah, it's basically like the guys that used to play NASCAR and they turn around and go backwards on the track. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, like this, the, the multiplayer <laughs> makes this game. Like the single player is decent. It's about six to seven hours to kill all of the ten races, and it's neat to drive around and collect XP, but the real draw to this game is totally the multiplayer. Mm. Um, and it's it's just a blast. It's just utter chaos. Like it's not like other racing games where the guys with the better cars are always going to win. Like anybody, gotcha. anybody can win, and if you just want to jump in and be stupid and knock everybody out of the race, you can do that too, and it rewards you for it. You know, it's it's just fun. It's chaos and it's controlled, but it's fun. So, if you are a fan of Burnout Paradise, and you and, and that's where this game kind of draws that line. If you're playing single player only, Forts is probably your better option. It's just a better single player experience. But if so, well, what's the better overall game? See, that's the thing. It, it depends on if you want to play single player or multiplayer. If you want to play multiplayer, totally go Need for Speed. Like, without a question, Need for Speed. The single player is decent. It's not bad. You'll have fun with it. But the multiplayer is where you'll spend most of your time. On the other hand, Forza. Forza has a better single player. It's more fun. It's better progression. Um, it's just an all-around better single player. Multiplayer is not bad in Forza. It's fun. Yeah. But it's more like a side note. Whereas the side note for Need for Speed is the single player. Oh. So. But uh, both of them are great games. They're both really well done games. So it's it's nice to see two games coming out in the same week span that can offer pretty much everything for every racing kind of fan, like, except for simulation racers. So, which if you're more of a simulation guy, you probably like Forza more because you can do the difficulty and stuff on that. So, but no. Can you, can you still upgrade your cars and customize them and stuff like that? In Need for Speed. Yeah. Uh, you can earn parts for specific cars okay. uh, and then install them, but it's not like you're spending all this time collecting parts and upgrading cars. Yeah, like um, un- the Underground series really nailed that. Yeah, that's not part of And Most Wanted, basically, like every car, like there's, uh, there's a ton of cars to collect, and they're just sitting around the world. So if you find the car, you do what's called like a jack spot or something like that, and you drive up to the car, you press the Y button, get in the car, and now you own it. Uh, uh, and once you get that car, it unlocks, which that's this also has the Burnout Paradise, um, like where you press the D-pad to access everything, like there's no menus. Um, and every car you're in has its own set of five races, and those five races will earn you upgrade parts for that particular car. So, Gotcha. But no, it's 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 a really good game. It really is. Uh, and finally, the last game I will talk about is Assassin's Creed 3. <sighs> I have to give props to Ubisoft for hiding that spoiler. And I'm not going to talk about it. Um, it's essentially, it's, it essentially happens in the first... This is a weird way to start this game. Like, you jump into the game, and you've seen commercials for the game. You know what you're expecting, right? That's not what you get when you jump into the game. And that's all I will say about it. Uh, And the first five hours of the game is pretty much a tutorial. That's a long tutorial. It is a very long tutorial. But it is masked in this other segment of the game. Which, again, is very hard for me to talk about without being specific. But I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't played it yet. The game itself is great. Like, they have done so much to make this a new feeling Assassin's Creed. So, 
the hunting is is neat. It's not necessary. The tree climbing is really cool. Um, the naval battles are really cool. Uh, the combat system's been upgraded to basically now it definitely feels like Batman to where you got the counters with the little things over their head. Um, the story is really good. I've enjoyed quite a bit of that. The Desmond portions are a little more interesting. Uh, the Desmond portions pretty much serve as the tombs, which if you've played any Assassin's Creed, you know what I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, the Desmond sessions basically play out as those, so those are not in the main game. Um, but there's so much in the main game that it doesn't matter. Um, everything about the game is great. It still has the normal Assassin's Creed issues, getting stuck on geometry, um, you know, weird glitches here and there, which this game is totally plagued with glitches. Um, to the point where they have broken missions for me. Uh, NPCs getting stuck on walls, on other NPCs walking into invisible walls. Um, that stuff's all there. My biggest issue with the game is that I want I want to keep playing the game because the story's really good. The whole mess of the game is really good. But it feels like this game should have been held off till the next-gen consoles. Because the frame rate is awful on the PS3. To the point where I I would have to take breaks because it would be so jarring to me. Um, and I'm thinking at this point, uh, because I haven't finished everything in the game, uh, that I'm just going to stop and go and wait for the Wii U version and hope that at least the frame rate is cleaned up. Because I know the glitches are going to be there regardless. It's It's Assassin's Creed, those glitches are built in whatever. But if the frame rate can be locked at a steady frame rate, it will make it much easier for me to play the game. Is the 360 version got the same problems? I hear it has frame rate issues. I hear they're not as bad. Um, but I, I don't know. That's the problem. Is They only sent us the PS3 version and that's the one that I played. When's the PC version supposed to hit? Uh, I think it was delayed till November. Okay. So it's sometime this month. Yeah, it's yeah. I think I thought it was uh, a week, either a week or two weeks after the launch of the other two. So it's either going to be this week or next week. Next week, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's that's really been. And what sucks is I love Connor as a character. Like I, I'm really enjoying his story. Um, I'm really enjoying his new gameplay. Like the the dual blades. Fuck that! I got a tomahawk. I mean, that's t- <laughs> the tomahawk <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> Uh, I also like the fact that I have a bow and arrow for ranged attacks. Uh, eventually you get a gun, which is cool. Um, it's nice uh, that they kind of do with Connor what they did with Ezio, where for the first few hours that you're playing as him, they kind of build up his character, and basically you get to see how he becomes an assassin, which is, re- which is really, really cool. Uh, and there's more to Connor, again, that I can't talk about, because you need to play that first. I think it's about the first two or three hours of the game that this where you need to stay away from spoilers, <laughs> essentially, because it's very interesting how that plays out. Uh, I did kill George Washington on accident, which I thought was kind of funny <laughs> at, at, at one point in the game, and of course the mission was over. But uh, I thought that how was many? Kinda... So did you beat it, quote unquote, story mode wise? No, I have not completed the whole story. I probably played about fifteen to twenty hours before. I wrote my review. Okay. So, but I did not get the payoff yet. And okay. it, and a lot of that comes from the fact that there's so much to do in that game. 
That's what I was going to ask is how, how lengthwise whether it was more comparable to like Brotherhood or Revelations or if it was more comparable to Assassin's Creed 2 which was could be almost a 40-hour game if you did everything that was in it. I'm think you're looking at about a 40 to 50-hour game if you do everything. Wow, great. Um So I mean there's just tons of stuff to do like you get a homestead which kind of serves like a was it 2 where you had yeah. Mario's Mm-hmm. thing where you could upgrade all the stuff around the city. There's another one of those, but included in that, of course, is your ship that you use to go out on the naval battles, which you can mm-hmm. upgrade over time. Um, and that's a whole completely side thing. Uh, the game world is... Um, it's kind of like when you did Assassin's Creed 2 or even Brotherhood, to where when you would go across the levels, um, there wasn't really a whole lot out there. But now there is, because you've got the hunting included in this. Uh, the horses are back. So, hallelujah on that one. I, I really miss the horses. Uh, and now there's also fast travel. So, that is that is great. That saves so much time of walking across from area to area. So, And you can fast travel um, any place that you are. So, any place you are, you just bring up the map, select the spot you want to fast travel to, and you go there. So, that's really nice. Uh, but no, the game is fantastic. It, it's a really, really good game that's really hindered by its technical issues. And it's, I forget who I was telling this to, but it, it's one of those games that shows you, hey, we're at the end of this cycle. And it's not that the game is broken, it's that they did the best they could for the hardware that they had. The game is more ambitious than the hardware that we're playing it on. That's a good thing, I think. No, it is a good thing. It's just really jarring, and I'm hoping, like, if the Wii U version doesn't fix the frame rate, I may try the 360 version to see if it's at least... Because I never have issues with frame rate. Like, if frame rate's bad, whatever, the game is still playable. But there are certain parts in this game where the frame rate was so bad in such weird places that it just really bothered me while I was playing it. So... It's 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 a weird, and I've heard the PS3 version is the worst offender of this. So I'm hoping the Wii U version is clean with a frame rate that's at least tolerable, and if it's not, then I'll try the 360 because I really do want to continue to play this game. It's just really, really good. Uh, but that's it. Uh, as far as what I'm playing this week, Halo. All about Halo. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more stuff that I need to play, catch up on. But speaking of this week, let's do some new releases. Oh, shit. Biggest week for Dave, Freaky Forms Deluxe Creations Alive for the Nintendo 3DS. What? <laughs> I, I don't even know what it is. Don't ask. I, don't... I understand all of the words you said, but in that order, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's a game. It's licensed by Nintendo, so... Does it have the Nintendo seal of quality? I'm sure it does. Uh, also hitting this week is the first Wii U release. Uh, Mass Effect 3 Special Edition is supposed to be oh. hitting, hitting Well, stores. that'll be useful. Yeah. You can just buy it and look at it. <laughs> uh, you know there'll be like 25 new stories about, here's what the discs look like. Here's what the instruction book looks like. <laughs> so that's due out this week. Uh, Nickelodeon Bubble Guppies. Coming to the Game DS. Game of the year right there. Game of the DS. Uh, Nickelodeon Team Umizoomi and Dora's Fantastic Flight. Also coming <laughs> to the DS. Dude, if my kid had a DS, he'd be in heaven right now. <laughs> Wouldn't be able to play it, but he'd be in heaven right now. Uh, Nickelodeon Dance 2. is dropping for the Wii. 
Uh, NASCAR the game inside line. Let's do out this week for PS3, 360 PC. That's another one I'll probably send a text message over to Wombat like, hey, you want to review a NASCAR game? And I'll probably send him a text message back that says, no, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Resident Evil the board game. What? What? Yeah, comes out this week. There's a board game. It's coming out this this week. Eh. I mean, I've been been bored with Resident Evil for a long time. Uh, Snap. Uh, Mass Effect Trilogy is coming out this week for PC, PS3, and 360. First time the first game has ever been available on the PS3. Yep. Uh, which makes the Mass Effect 3 for the Wii U so much more useless. Yeah. Why would you want to spend 60 bucks for Mass Effect 3 whenever you can get all of them? Because, it, truthfully, this is the only Mass Effect game on the Nintendo console. So <laughs> if you only have a Nintendo console, that's the only yeah. choice. That's sure. the only one you get to play. Pretty much. Um, here's one that snuck in. Uh, I want this really badly. Is the Midway Arcade Origins is hitting this week for PS3 and 360? And what does that come with? Uh, dude, there's like 45 games on there. It's really? basically it's basically everything that you grew up loving, which is um, like Root Beer Tapper, Spy Hunter, uh, Gauntlet. Like every one of those games is on this disc, and it's only 30 bucks. Huh. So. What's it for? Uh, PS3 and 360. Gotcha. Uh, history, Legends of War Patton. Huh? It's coming out this week for PS3 and Xbox 360. Did that require extra punctuation that wasn't in there? Um, yeah. No, there's there's only... Legends of War Patton? Ha, ha, yeah, Legends of War, comma, no. hyphen... No, it's History, colon, Legends of War Patton. War Patton. War Patton. I didn't realize War Patton was probably, thing. yeah, General Patton. Are you sure guess. it's not about Patrick Warburton? It might be. <laughs> you know what? That's the game that I told you about. That's probably the one I'll be bringing and dropping on your desk. <laughs> Fantastic. Wait, what is that for? Uh, Xbox 360. Oh, so I'm not getting the Umi, whatever the 3DS thing I, was? I don't think anybody's getting that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got some target for this game. <laughs> uh, Pop Tropica Adventures for the Nintendo DS? Anybody? Nope. Nope. Nah, I don't, I don't have anything humorous to say about that. Okay. Uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z Bukaki HD collection. <laughs> uh, that's forty bucks, which feels kind of pricey. For the, for the only the first and third one, come on. Yeah, first and third game. Uh, Ragnar- oh, it's the History Channel. Uh, Ragnarok Tactics for this PSP. Mm. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. PSP game. Uh, Saints Row the Third, full, the full package, which has everything in it. Comes with all that DLC that wasn't really that great. Oh, the the second was there was there four total or three total? There was. Three. I think there was three. That three that were actually like story type stuff. You know, there were some skins and all that, but there was the the kitty one that was. Kind of shitty. There was the gangsters in space that was pretty cool, and then there Attack of the Clones or the Clone, the Trouble with Clones. Yeah, I don't think I even ever played that. Come to think of it, that was a good one. I like that one. Uh, Rayman Origins for the 3DS. It's this week. Uh, Pro Evo Soccer for the Wii. Uh, That History Legends of War Patton is also on the Vita. 
Oh, nice. It looks like a strategy World War II game. Oh, good. Uh, Little Big Planet Karting is out this week. Jeez, okay. Uh, and Paper Mario Sticker Star hits next I Sunday. I want to play that. That's next Sunday. And then, of course, Halo 4. Yeah. That's so I, may actually, I may actually pick up the, the Paper Mario game then. Yeah, I, I've heard that it's one of the best 3DS games out, or not out yet. I heard it's fantastic. That's Nintendo. Most of their first-party 3DS games are pretty wonderful. Great, now i got to spend 50 bucks on it. Uh, but that's it. That's all the new releases. So like I said, a lot of stuff, but of course Halo being the marquee. Uh, I got some emails. Oh, wait, sorry, I got to do news first. Sorry. My bad. Uh, Halo 4, speaking of uh, the marquee titles for the week, if you have an American Express card, you'll get 25 bucks for completing the game. I saw that. That's weird. What? Yeah. How's that happen? I, they, I guess they link it to your gamer tag, and when you get that last achievement to complete the game, they credit you 25 bucks. I don't no, know. thanks. I don't know about that. That's their way of reducing trade-in, I guess? I, I, I have no idea. Well, can't you trade in after you beat it? Yeah. You could, yeah, but what and they you... don't want is the market flooding with Halo like two days after it comes out. See, what you could do is get that $25, then trade it in for 30 and you only spent 5 bucks to play Halo 4. Boom. So, yeah. uh, apparently, the guy who... Um, <laughs> one of the singers in Cypress Hill was suing uh, Rockstar Games because the character CJ looked like him. It was okay. Two hundred and fifty million dollar lawsuit, but it uh, it failed. So obviously, yeah. because it's a block. It's a what? It's a block. The characters look like crap nowadays. Oh, okay. Uh, speaking of GTA, Hurricane Sandy has delayed the the trailer. That's the news we need coming out of Hurricane Sandy. Is that the GTA Five trailer was delayed? But anyway. Uh, $500 gamepad equipped tablet from GameStop has been delayed. So, they're making last minute adjustments to a tablet that'll fail. That's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that's an Android tablet, not some weird I would assume specific thing. I think the GameStop one is. Uh, Nintendo Wii U commercial debuted this week. Did anybody watch it? Nope. Does I did. It does no good in explaining that that's a new console. Yeah. <laughs> just more pictures of the controller? It's just people playing with the controller. Like, the weirdest one is the girl singing, holding the controller vertically in her hand, reading the lyrics. Alright. That's just kind of weird. I, it, it, this, has, this has nothing to do with that, but I was kind of surprised at how big the Wii U actually is. I mean, it's, it's still the, smaller than the other consoles, but... By yeah. recent Nintendo standards, it's large. Yeah, the system's pretty big. Um, and, you know, I'm pro for the system. Like, I played it again this weekend. It's really good. But, man, their their marketing is terrible. Their marketing is full-on terrible. Yeah, they're, they created confusion at the beginning and have done nothing to alleviate it since. And we still don't know how the online works. Fucker ships in two weeks. It doesn't work. They don't, they don't tell you. <laughs> They're not saying anything because they don't know either. Yeah, my body's ready, but the system's not. My body have to enter your serial number. My body's Reggie. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> see what I did there. Uh, the Mass Effect trilogy. Actually, I apologize. That is not coming out on PS3 this week. Um, it's coming a month later on PS3, at December fourth. Fuck. So. Sorry. Okay. Well, I, I wasn't gonna get it. All right, so P. So 360 PC hits this week, but not uh, PS3. Uh, Portal 2 is adding PS Move support next week um, with the uh, In Motion DLC, which is due out. Which I forgot to do digitals. So that seems like a really strange thing to do. Why? Adding support for a dead peripheral to a game that came out quite some time ago. But they're releasing DLC for it. I guess that also seems a little bit weird. Mm. Um, let me let me kind of circle back around, but the ToeJam & Earl is the digital release this week for Xbox Live Arcade. Um, PS3, I'm assuming, is the same thing. Um, I don't, what's the, what's I don't the PS Plus game right now? Um, NFL still, Blitz? Still Starhawk? And Blitz? Okay, is it still Blitz? Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm not too sure. You may have to check. I'm, I haven't looked. Yeah, Toe Jam and Earl is not <laughs> listed for PSN this week. It's only listed for 360, which is kind of weird. Who made Toe Jam and Earl? Sega. Was it actually made by Sega? Yeah, it's a Sega internal okay. game. Okay. I never uh, played it. So. It's weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that's good though. But it's weird. It's good, but it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's one of those games that if you play it fresh now, you probably wonder what the hell everybody was on when they thought. Was yeah. it a platformer or something? Uh, no. No. <laughs> it's it's impossible to describe. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Okay. Just, just go watch video. Download the demo on Wednesday, or yeah, go watch video. Um, it, it, I I can't. I got nothing. It was just a lot different than anything else that was available at the time. It's basically, yeah, it's so successful. It's two weird dudes running around rapping. Yeah. So that's it. I'm good. Okay. Uh, PlayStation Four dev kits are starting to ship to developers. More crap we don't need. Uh, Kurt Schilling is being sued by the state of Rhode Island for For a shit ton of money. Seventy-five million dollars. Wow. Yeah. Isn't he already broke though? I mean. Yeah, he's he sank all of his money into that studio. Yeah. I feel bad for that guy. He like I pers- do too. he pursued his dream and then that just blew up in his face. That's why I don't have dreams. <laughs> yeah. Cuz you're going to get sued by your state. <laughs> okay. Uh if you pre-order Crisis, you get the original game. Free digital copy of 2007 shooter included for those who reserve Crytek's new game. All pre-orders are upgraded to the Hunter Edition. Ah. So there's that. Um, Mafia Studio 2K Check uh, is staffing up for an unannounced and super interesting project. I'm sure. Uh, Army of Two, Devil's Cartel. Release date set for March 26th. Wow, that soon. Yep. That was just recently announced, right? In September, I believe. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Assassin's Creed, <clears throat> excuse me, Assassin's Three, Assassin's Creed Three launches with sixty plus dollars worth of DLC. Nice. 
Uh, $15 gameplay, appearance shortcut bundles of $30, I'm sorry, $30 season pass, uh, and secondhand users need to pay 10 bucks for the online access. Well, no shit, that's standard. Uh, but Assassin's Creed does it differently because uh, you can play up to a certain level online without the pass. Kickstarter launched in the UK this week. Too little too late. So there's that. Uh, the Sons of Anarchy game has been killed. Yay. Um, I kind of didn't want to see that. Uh, Resident Evil 6 pre-order maps are now available for everyone on the marketplace. Uh, Halo 4 is bundled with two weeks of Xbox Live, which I have to mention this. I picked up uh, the campaign on Blu-ray this week, and that came with two months of Xbox Live. Or two weeks, I'm sorry. Uh, that Will Ferrell movie? Yeah. Like, it's not mentioned anywhere on the box, and there's no promotion for any kind of Xbox Live thing. <laughs> on Blu-ray, no less. But there's a code <laughs> in the box for two weeks of Xbox Live. Huh. That seems really weird. I know, who, that's what who, I thought. Who made that movie? Um, Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers? Do they have some kind of hand in Microsoft? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't think so. Huh. Strange. Hmm. Uh, Borderlands 2 shipped 5 million copies. That sounds about right. That sounds about shipped. I'm tired. I, I'm nah, tired that of, sounds... That, I don't care what anybody says. That game sold a fuck ton. Didn't sell 5 million. I bet it did. Uh, it's, it, it's impossible because then everybody would be sold out, Drew. What I'm saying... Uh, nah, seriously. Here, here's why I say that, and I know you guys don't believe me whenever I use it, but I use the system. Raptor... I've had to put fucking at least 12 hours into it just to the rank up one time in that game, which means there's a shit ton of people playing this game. It just means there's a lot of people playing a lot of this game. I, I would I say know. when NPDs drop for Borderlands, I'm guessing 1.2 million. You, uh, I don't know about that. I think it did a lot more than that. Uh, Randy Pitchford says that the Wii U gamepad is the best Nintendo hardcore controller ever. Uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> so, so he's talking about the regular controller, not like the pro controller. Yeah, he's just the Wii, Wii U gamepad. Uh, Lego Lord of the Rings release date finally unveiled, November thirteenth. Uh, Hurricane Sandy is also impacting the online servers for Call of Duty and Guitar Hero. Oh man, who's still playing Guitar Hero? I was gonna say, who knows that the servers are down for Guitar Hero? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Halo, uh, the franchise has now hit 46 million sales-wise, and GTA 5 has been confirmed now, spring 2013. So that's official. Oh man, get ready for those mini games. <laughs> okay, I'm moving to the emails. <laughs> uh, Adam, who sends us an email almost every week, has sent us two this week. Um, The first one says, okay, so I just finished last week's show, and now I'm nervous. My PS3 is terminal. As in, every time I want to play it, I have to turn it on and off three or four times until it will boot to the XMB. Does anyone know how long it has to live? When it doesn't boot, it gives me the yellow light, adding to my worry that the next game I'm putting in there is XCOM. (laughs) You know, um, that sounds... That's th- that wasn't what happened with me. What happened with me was I was playing XCOM and the system just turned off completely. No no warning, nothing. 
and I tried. I hit the button to power it back on, and it will cut on for about two seconds. Go beep beep beep, and it shows a yellow light while that happens, and then it turns back off. It did it every single time. Even if I hit the eject button, it would cut on, then cut right back off before it had time to eject. Um, I read online that you can uh, buy turning off the, the power switch on the back, holding down the eject button, and turning the switch back on, it sets it up into like a system mode kind of thing where you can actually eject the, the disc. Um, it didn't work for me, but I've, I've heard people say it did work. Uh, unfortunately, the only way I could do it was to melt soldering again, so I had to go get the, the hair dryer. Which, by the way, Drew, there's no switch on the Slim. There's no switch on the Slim? Nope. Yeah, you have to physically unplug it and plug it back in. Yep. Seriously? Yep. Yep, there's there's no back switch. Nope. I did not know that. Hell, I got a Slim. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, they removed it in that model. Huh. Well, never mind if you got a Slim. (laughs) Mine was the big fat one. Um, his, I'm sorry, his second question was the same question. We just got two emails. But I do have a, third, a second email from MK2Forever. Okay. He says, it's that Portuguese dude again. Uh, question. If you had to pick one, and only one fighting game to play for the rest of your life, which one would you pick, and why? Online, maybe? With online play? I'm sure. Yeah, sure. Um, Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. Oh. Damn, I would have to... As much as I fight between DOA and Mortal Kombat, I'd have to go Mortal Kombat. The new one. Interesting. I would have to say... Killer Instinct or Dead or Alive 2 and the only reason I'm saying that is because that is probably the only two fighting games that I've ever put any kind of significant amount of time into. Jason? Um, that's so difficult. Um, I'd probably say a toss-up between... Um, Maybe Street Fighter Four, the uh, the newest version, and um, maybe Marvel Capcom Two. Kind of a toss up. Okay, um, so just to let you know, Wombat stepped out. That's why we're not asking him. Uh, his second is a fact. Fact. No real gamer buys Skylanders for their kids. They buy them for themselves. The kids thing is an excuse. Yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. I'm not making excuses. I'm buying them for myself. If I were to buy them, I'd I'd be a sad father because I don't have any kids. (laughs) I'm telling myself it is for parent-child bonding time, but that is a happy side benefit. Yes, I'm I'm playing it with my wife, so it's it's uh, marriage counseling. That's that's what mine is. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's practically a tax write-off. Exactly. Well, I, then I may need to do that too. I need to do that because that stuff's cost me a lot of money. Every marriage can be fixed with action figures. Exactly. Uh, question: 
If the Xbox 720 and PS4 launched the same day as the Wii U, would you still buy it first? I don't know that anybody outside of me and Jason said we would buy the Wii U, but that was the question if it only launched with one game. Um, so no, if the 720 and PS4 launched the same day as the Wii U, I wouldn't buy the Wii U first. And Actually, I'd buy all three of them at the same time, but that's just because I'm insane. That's because I ain't got that kind of money, so it'd probably, more than likely, it'd be a, the, probably the 720. Yeah, if I had to pick, it, it, if I had to pick one of those, it would yeah. be the 720. I mean, I, I mean, as much as a, of a PS3 guy that I am, I don't know why. I just think the the Xbox would be a smoother launch. To be honest with you, I think it'll have the games that I want. So, uh, fact. Dead or Alive 5 is a pervs game that happens to also be a good fighting game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to argue that. It's not just 5. It, yeah, it's not just 5. It's, <laughs> That's you know, been going on for a while now. Yeah. you know, My wife said the same thing when she saw me playing it. She's like, you're such a pervert. I'm like, I, I really like the game. <laughs> like, that's the argument I have to give. I'm like, I really do like how it plays. Uh, question. Most anticipated game for 2013 that is already announced? I don't even have to think, man. It's South Park. Stick of truth. Yeah, South Park's up there. Um, I'm kind of getting hyped for Tomb Raider. I'm pretty hyped for Tomb Raider. That's probably the other game that would fight with South Park. Yeah. I was really excited for Tomb Raider, and then I went back and played the HD collection and cannot get along with that camera. So, Well, this is a, if, this is a new if, game. Yeah, if it's Tomb Raider without the... Yeah, but that seems to be like the classic Tomb Raider camera style. So if they get rid of that, then yeah, probably Tomb Raider. Uh, but yeah, South Park, that looks... That looks pretty great. What about you, Jason? Um, you know, I have I have not really thought too much about um next year, uh, just because if like with the Wii U being kind of a bridge between current gen and next gen, I think the whole. 2013, the whole year is going to feel like a bridge year. Well, yeah, we're, we're going to get we're going to get the end of the generation awesome games, and then we're going to get the hype up to the new systems. But, yeah. but what yeah. game right now that has been announced has you the most excited? Stop thinking about the other consoles. Just think about the games. Um, honestly, uh, probably Tomb Raider. Well, there you go. Yeah. What was um, that? Um... What was the name of it? Something dogs. Watch dogs. Oh. That's the one I was just thinking of too. Is that uh, confirmed I'm, for next year? I'm not excited for that game until they show me more of it running on a console. Yeah. That's that game was shown for what, twenty minutes and then never talked about again? This is true. So I'm still We ne- we may never see it. Yeah, it may come out as something else. <laughs> like Sleeping Dogs did. <laughs> exactly, which Sleeping Dogs was fucking that's on my top ten of the year. I haven't even played it. I'm going to say that right now. That game's awesome. I haven't played it. Uh, fact. 4K will be a failure as big as 3D was. <laughs> Probably. Remind me what 4K is. Super high resolution. Oh. Uh, I don't know. It'll just become a standard. Yeah. That's... It, I mean, it might be one of those things that just kind of sneaks in and be like, oh, yeah, it's it's 4K. Yeah. You had to buy all your Blu-rays again? Well, no. See, I mean, 
that that's kind of the funky thing about 4K. With Blu-ray, you have something that is actually capable of showing you things the way they originally looked. Or things are you know you have to be specifically shot in 4K. So Ghostbusters on Blu-ray isn't going to look any different on 4K. You know, no. you're only you can only get the resolution that was there originally. So yeah. it'll be just like anything else until there's enough content for it. And then it'll remain super expensive and a novelty. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to go. I I feel like we've peaked as far as resolution goes. You know, like everything that was filmed is pretty much filmed in what we can see now. Right. So yeah, until you have a lot of stuff that is being filmed in 4K, having 4K is kind you know, it's like having an HGTV when there's only standard def content. Exactly. There's no real point to it yet. Uh, finally, his last question: How do you? How often do you feel bad for knowing you should be doing something more useful than playing video games? I'm always supposed to be doing something useful besides playing video games, and I just don't care. I don't feel bad. Me neither. Um, <laughs> and, and I and and I and I kind of resent the whole. Oh, you're uh, you're wasting your life away if you're playing a video game yet they're the same person who's like watches three three four hours of television every night and i can i can imagine that the same thing was said you know hundreds of years ago when certain people would read books and then people like reading books you're not actually chopping wood or hunting animals, you're wasting your life if you have your head stuck in a book, you know. <laughs> a book's not going to feed you or give you logs. <laughs> That's so, why a game where you hunt bears is the perfect thing. Yes. Exactly. Actually, should I go to McDonald's then? Because it tends to give me logs. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've hit that point. We've resorted to the poop jokes. I apologize. <laughs> Anyway, he says, and it's done. Have a good show. Keep being awesome. I'll try. I strive every day to be awesome. I, I, I will tell you that I do occasionally feel bad, but that's only because I'm taking a couple of classes right now, so there is always studying or something that I could be doing. But, yeah, I really don't want to. So, All right. Well, I'm going to dig through the Twitter real quick, see what we got here. Uh, quick, quickly. Well, I don't have to go quickly. Unless you're, like, hurrying to get out of here. I have to be at work at 3. It's 2.20. I have to take a shower. What do you... Do you take, like, a woman shower? I do take a woman shower. I like to get successfully clean. Okay. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, Dave, here's your question. Came from Omega Baumung, Kevin Vang. He says, don't worry, Dave. I got you this week. What is your favorite video game genre? And what what is your all-time favorite game? Uh, all-time favorite game is probably somewhere between Resident Evil 2 and Code Veronica in the sense that those are probably the games that I have played through the greatest number of times. Uh, video game genre right now is, is probably weird because I would... That's a really tough call, but I would probably say at this point puzzle games just because there is a variety to play everywhere. You know, you've got like Layton on the DS, you've got stuff like Cross Me on the tablet. That stuff is available everywhere. 
There you go. But I do, I do love a good action platformer, though. But if, if you force me to pick one thing, it would probably be puzzle games. All and right. thank you for asking. There you go. You got your first question. You, you've broken your cherry. I have. I'm going to need to change this cushion. <laughs> uh, Vigilante 8 says, Hi there again. I was wondering what happened to the Arnold slash Carl slash Fred Rogers slash Pokemon soundboards. Which was your favorite <laughs> moment? Mine was the Cosby rap, Wombat Conversations with the Soundboard, Chocolate Rain. Yeah, I just took you back to January 2010. Yeah, this was before you were ever on the show, Dave. Yeah, this. Uh, let's set this one out. We used to we used to have conversations with the soundboard between Wombat and the soundboard, and uh, we used to play the Pokemon rap. Yeah, which was always good. Although we've kind of gotten into the chicken steak one lately. Yeah, we have did the chicken steak. I know you're about to play it. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna leave it alone. Okay. But uh, the the Cosby rap. The Pokemon Cosby. The, the Pokemon rap. <laughs> I do miss that one. You know, <sighs> that was probably my favorite. Was the Pokemon rap? Yeah. I miss that one. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, I hate to do it, guys, but I gotta go. Oh Jesus. Anyway, I'll see you guys. Okay. If anybody has any questions, I'll answer them on Twitter. <laughs> just, just tell them to retweet to me. <laughs> oh, good lord. Okay. Well, I feel uncomfortable now. Hold on. I have the Cosby rap. So what? You see, the kids, they listen to the rap, which gives them a brain damage. You see, with their hippin' and the hoppin' and the pippin' and the boppin', so they don't know what the jazz is all about. You see, jazz is like jello pudding. No, actually, it's more like Kodak film. No, actually, jazz is like a new coat. It'll be around forever. <laughs> What's the difference between me and you? Like a jump rope. What do you think candy is made out of? Pokemon. Pokemon. No, actually, candy is more like Kodak film. See, here I go down the slope. Oh, I'm going zip zop zoom at the bottom. It's okay, take your time. Do you remember what he looked like? I had an uncle named Stewie, and he used to sell bicycles. What you got there? There you go. Awesome. <laughs> Do you feel better now? That was epic. Oh, <laughs> uh, I apologize for that. But it felt good. Don't apologize. It was cool. Uh, okay, let me dig through some more of these tweets real quick before we get out of here. Um, Mookie Screw says, "Does Borderlands ever get tired? Ever get boring at some point?" I, Apparently I, not. I've stopped playing it, so 
I, I can't. Uh, I keep playing the damn thing. Yeah, I'm, I don't play it anymore. So it it is better with another person for sure. But uh, even solo, if if you're a if you're a big loot whore, like I happen to be, then that game still works. It's, it's funny. Uh, Slick Shot says Halo Four comes out Tuesday. Who's pumped? Do you think they're milking the franchise, or is this a new, different direction? Or is this new direction different enough? Uh, we kind of covered that earlier. I totally feel like this is going to change it. It it really feels like a like a different style, like a different look, like yeah, something new. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, che Morongo says Skylanders has ruined my life. All but three series one acquired, and all of series two so far. Uh, tell Drew to join the Skylander Revolution. He won't be disappointed. Get on it. <laughs> uh, Mookie's Groove says, How was Halloween? Sorry for the late greeting, but uh, belated happy Halloween. Uh, it was what it was, I guess. Uh, I was in class. Yeah, I, I didn't do anything. Uh, he did. He also says, I just saw Battle Realms on GOG.com for... Uh, Ten bucks, buy it for nostalgia. Okay, uh, Blue Apple Blue says sorry for bothering you and talking, taking the time from other listeners, but listening to your podcast multiple times gets boring. And I need to stretch it as long as possible, just in case you miss today's show. But he tweeted us a ton of questions, so that's that's what that's in reference to. Uh, Squiffy V2 says Skyfall is the bomb That is all hmm. I heard it's pretty good uh, I, We actually just watched The last two movies Last night I'm excited to see it I don't know if I'll get to go to the theater and see it But I want to see it And finally the last question comes from Tate566 He says Ken would you try to convince someone to drop 60 bucks on Warfighter Since you enjoyed it Or would you let majority rule Um to answer that question, if you read my review, I gave it a six. I think it's decent. I don't think it's worth sixty bucks. Um, I would probably say between twenty and thirty. <clears throat> uh, but no, not at sixty bucks. Not with everything else that's out right now. Definitely not. And that's it. That's everything. So, Mister Khan, you can do your shouts. It's it's it, it's got quiet in here. Everybody left. Yeah, it's almost like a like a ghost town or something. It is, but then you know I should have ended the show with the Cosby rap, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been a good going out point. We we probably would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, go out on a high note. Yeah, okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, of course, uh, big old shout out to the Front Towards Gamer Radio podcast, which is uh, excellent, excellent show. Let's see here. I'll uh, uh, give a shout out to the Red Sun Gamer podcast. And uh, I really miss this. I really miss the show. Uh, they, they haven't put up a new episode in a long time. And I, I keep I keep uh, getting on to DJ Mizuhara about uh, putting out a new episode. Uh, and on a, on a side note, on your next episode, when you introduce the podcast – Say that it that you're the only 
podcast about Japanese gaming because there are actually two other Japanese gaming podcasts that I listen to that make the exact same claim. So obviously they don't they don't listen to podcasts and they just assume that they're the only Japanese podcast out there. So so uh I, I think you guys should do the same thing. I think it'd be pretty funny. Kind of be like an in joke, you know, nudge nudge wink wink kind of thing. And um let me see here. And of course the Phoenix Down podcast which is an excellent show. It's got me interested in wanting to play the game near. Uh, it's it's really cool. It's uh it's like a whole dissection of a game. Really like it. And uh, lastly, I'm gonna um, briefly um, mention an- another podcast that I just recently started listening to, and that's the Radical Rascals podcast. Uh, th- this show is really it's really zangy and silly. Uh, a lot of adult humor, innuendo humor, but uh, it's got a real, it's got a charm to it, and I really like it. They talk about video games for probably about seventy-five percent of the podcast, and then like the last quarter of the podcast, like they talk about anything and everything, uh, movies, TV shows, music, stuff like that. And uh, I've been I've been blitzkrieging this podcast. I think I think in the past two weeks I might have listened to like eight nine episodes. Last two hours each. I mean, I, I listen to podcasting when pretty much whenever I'm not doing anything. Um, well, I mean, when, when I'm driving, I'm listening to podcasts. When when I'm just relaxing, I'm listening to podcasts. When I'm I, because I work third shift, I uh, I usually do grocery shopping in the middle of the night, and I'll be listening to podcasts on earbuds when I'm doing shopping. Where's the so, wrap it up music? What's that? Where's the Where's the <laughs> wrap it up music? I don't know. Well, just uh, just want to give all those guys a shout out and uh, and your grocery and shopping apparently. Yeah. Oh, that's that was funny. When when Jason starts using words like zany and blitzkrieging, that means it's time to go. <laughs> that means we've been doing the show way too long. But that's it. So I will leave it up to Mr. Khan to finish this thing out and give us our goodbye. All right. And it goes something like this.